Aloha and welcome to Spirit Chat. So I wanted to do a podcast today on three knocks because I keep getting a lot of questions about this. I've had people asking me in my Facebook group. I've had people emailing me. I've had just, I get lots of questions about, you know, people developing their abilities or having somebody who has passed over, you know, recently and they've said, hey, you know, give me a sign or a signal and they hear three knocks or, and or, they just hear three knocks out of the blue. There's a lot of questions that I get on this. So I thought it would be a good thing to cover. The thing about spirit activity and spirit communication and that sort of thing is there there are techniques that spirit guides use. There are techniques that spirits use. They have a particular style that and a particular communication system that they will use when trying to communicate with you. And so it it's hard for some people who haven't really learned these techniques, even if you have the ability to naturally tune into spirits, even if you have the ability to naturally be a medium, which not everybody has that ability, but everybody does have an ability to uh, use their psychic senses because you're born with spiritual senses in the same way that you're born with physical senses. But there are there there's a learning curve to it. There are techniques that you need to learn and familiarize yourself if you're learning to uh, speak with or, or communicate with spirits in the spirit realm and use your spiritual body to do so. And I'm going to get into that in a minute, but there are certain things that can become prevalent and they consistently are different signs that spirits like to use when they're trying to communicate with you. And these are some things that you don't necessarily need to familiarize yourself with your spiritual senses to be aware of. Uh, one of the things is using three knocks. There are some other things like uh, feathers are very common to be used or, and as a sign or a signal um, that a spirit might be trying to communicate with you or might be around. Um, you know, coins, that's another very popular uh, way that they use. People people are familiar with that. Um, the, even animals, they're like animals will show up or different types of animals or birds or different things like that. Uh, spirits work well with animals because animals do not have the resistance and you can tell when an animal is focusing upon you uh, that it's, you know, it might be showing up at a certain time. It could be a bird. It could be who, who knows what kind of animal. But there's all kinds of animals that, that, that work well with spirits and can try to transfer messages and whatnot. So then it comes down to, well, what are they trying to convey? Most people understand that when there is something like coins being placed around and birds, or, or not birds, feathers uh, around or different things like that, or maybe a song comes on the radio, that doesn't really freak out most people because they're like, uh, they a lot of times recognize those things as spiritual signs. They've kind of created a, 
a relationship or a conversation in their head with whoever they're hoping to show up with a, a coin or a feather or a song that they maybe were familiar with with this other person in the spiritual realm or something that where a song comes on the radio, they get a certain feeling and then that kind of is maybe a song with a title that answers a question that you're thinking about, you know, things like that. All of these spiritual signs and signals usually will come with a feeling attached to it, like a feeling enough that will get your attention. And like I've said before, you, you've probably ran across hundreds of pennies being on the ground. And a lot of times you, they may have not caught your attention, but when they do, the reason it catches your attention is because with, without even thinking about it, yet your spiritual body knows you can feel or sense that there's a spirit around at that time. That energy and the, and the feeling is encompassed around the feather or the coin or whatever, and it draws your attention to it. So it's in combination. A lot of times people haven't been trained or they're not developed enough to realize uh, the feeling is coming with the visual of seeing the item. So there, there's a combination of things that happens. It's not just that you just seen this coin out of nowhere. It's there, there's, a, there's usually a feeling or an experience you're having with your spiritual body at the same time that aligns in a way that makes you go, that's weird. Like, that's interesting. So you have a, an alignment going on with your spiritual body and a feeling, but you're not really paying attention to that. You haven't been trained or learned to become aware of, of the 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 spiritual body feeling kind of what that alignment is happening right then. But when it comes to something like three knocks, the interesting thing about that is the first thing is it scares the bejesus out of everybody. Like you can't be like, oh, there's a coin. You can be like, um, oh, okay. A lot of times if anybody knocks on a door or a thing in general, it's usually a door. Um, when you're hearing the three knocks, uh, first of all, it usually a lot of times startles people anyways, just simply from the fact of the noise, whether it be a spirit or like somebody. Um, and then the secondly, then if you open the door or you say come in or whatever and you realize there's nobody there, that seems like a very uh, physical activity from a spiritual response. And that freaks people out that because that can be uh, or feel like, wow, now something I can't see is now being physical by making this noise. And I think what happens is in people's minds, they start going, oh, my gosh, if they can make a noise or make a knock, then what else can they do? You know, then your mind goes straight to poltergeist and all the really bad stuff that happens. <laughs> so, so um, here's the interesting thing. And people ask me a lot, so why three? Why three knocks? Why not like five knocks, ten knocks, whatever? One of the things that I wanted to, why I wanted to talk about this is because, like I said, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more, there are, there are a lot of different techniques and ways that spirits communicate and and the way that the spiritual realm operates as far as communication and that sort of thing goes a lot of ways that they work is through energy and uh energetic transfer and different different things like that well rules of energy follow signs synchronicities 
uh, different different things that we as you know physical beings used to be really aligned with back in the day, it, like a long, long time ago, where you know astrology was making sense, the way that stars were aligning, and the way that the seasons were changing the way that they knew that there would be certain abundance at certain times of year because they were working with different earth energies and that all was very harmonistic and there was a lot of harmony going on with universal energy and different things like that and being physical and being human at that time we've since moved away from that but that doesn't mean spirits have moved away from that that doesn't mean that spiritual energy and the way that spirit communication works has changed. It means our perception and our knowledge of it has changed. And we haven't continued to pass a lot of this knowledge and or perception of how these things work as we've come into this current time. So the the number three is actually a, a, in numerology. It is a very high vibration number. And one of the primary uh, meanings behind number three is communication. That is actually a communication number. It also means happiness and abundance, it, but it's really aligned with uh, wonderful high vibration feeling stuff. You know, it's communication, uh, happiness and abundance. It's, it's feel good energy that comes with the number three. The number three also is in the Bible quite often, for those of you who have a religious background, and it's referred to as, again, a very high vibration number with some instances in the Bible with um, Jesus resurrecting in three days, and then there's some other references to that, which I'm not necessarily going to get into. It also correlates to, um, you know, uh, mind, body, spirit. That is, the number three is synchronistic. It is a representation of mind, body, spirit, um, which also is a representation of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or Father, Son, and, you know, the, however you want to say it, the, the God and whatever. It's in the Bible. So, like, there's a, there's a trifecta of, you know, just basically your existence, mind, body, spirit. And the number three, it, it is in the metaphysical world, that is part of that as well. It is, it is, it aligns with mind, body, spirit. That is something that is referred to as far as the, the meaning behind number three, mind, body, spirit. So it was quite entertaining, I must say, for me to go on for some people who have written to me and then me to go on and check out what they were saying because I always am trying to figure out where did you get this information from? Where are you getting this? And it was quite entertaining to see all the things about, oh, ghosts knock three times and three times are, not, are definitely signs of the devil. And I'm just like hysterically laughing to myself thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do a podcast on this. This is the most ridiculous thing ever, not to mention those people don't even do this sort of thing for a living and they're not communicating with spirits and they are not mediums and they're not psychics and they are not very um, integrated into the uh, spiritual world. And if they were, that would just be ridiculous. They, then if they were, then I don't know why they, that anybody would read their stuff anyways. So it's, 
It is definitely, again, a communication technique. It's something, like I said, spirits and uh, the spirit realm, they like to work with signs and synchronicities and numbers have meaning to in the spirit world. They have frequencies in the spirit world. Uh, they, there's there's uh, techniques behind what they do and numbers are part of their techniques sometimes. And that's why a lot of times when you see synchronistic numbers, that's another thing. It draws your attention. There, that's a communication form. And most likely, or, or, or well, when you're seeing the synchronistic numbers and stuff like that, it's not necessarily that they are trying to deliver a very specific message. Like I've said in the past, if you're seeing even three, 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 it's not going to mean the same for you as that's going to mean for me. You have to learn to tune into that energy at that time and, re and learn how to receive messages when they're aligning with your spiritual body and your energy at that moment that draws your attention to that number. There's, there's a whole process. And just if, if you're not taking a class and learning a technique, as we're talking about what does the three knocks mean, here's the thing about the three knocks. Every time that I have higher, we, we have higher spiritual energy in my house and spirit activity, which is a lot of the time, but sometimes it's higher than others, you know, during the year or the week or the month. And it can last for days. The amount of times that I we've heard three knocks in our house is ridiculous. I mean, it's constantly ongoing. It may not happen for a month, but then it may happen three times within one night. It may happen three times within one week. And it happens so much in our house that, that people who come over actually hear it. We have people come over being like, hey, did you just hear that? Um, did you just knock over here? Um, were you trying to get in over here? Like the, there are many people who have experienced the three knocks in our house. And I can say with 100% certainty, not just myself and all the people who live in my house, but anybody who's had it happen when they were around, n nothing's ever bad from it. It doesn't, nothing ever feels, um, you know, ominous or like it's it's never tied to negative energy it is always 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 tied to a high vibe energy every single time it's happened now that doesn't mean it doesn't startle people in my house or catch anybody off guard because you still you know you knock on people's doors if you're trying to like hey dinner whatever you know what I mean it's it's not it's not something that is can you're always just like oh it's three knocks it's definitely a spirit because sometimes it is actually people but if you find out that there's nobody there, usually that means the veil is thinner during that time, which it is actually thinner right now. Um, it means that they're able to uh, really kind of get into the physical realm, which is hard for a lot of spirits. So when that happens, you should actually feel like, wow, that took a lot of effort. That is really cool that that just happened. Like, like wow, that is really exciting. And just understand and know that that's really a thing for them to go, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm okay. Hey, I'm not just, you know, air. I'm not just space. Like, I exist still. And it's hard for people in the physical realm to wrap their brain around that a spiritual 
a being, whether it be a loved one or a guide or whoever, still kind of exists because you can't see them and they don't seem physical. But if they can make a physical noise, that can really validate their existence. It can validate to you, it can help to validate to you that just because you can't see me doesn't mean that my existence is less. It just means my existence has changed from a physical visual thing to an energetic thing, which all things that you can see visually are energetic. So it, it's just changed. And so if and when you hear three knocks, it's usually somebody or someone or like a, a loved one, um, a spirit and or, um, you know, someone you may or may not know, but you may know on the other side. It's usually spiritual contact of them going, hey, I exist. I want you to know that, you know, I, I'm still I'm still here. I'm still I'm still I still exist. I'm still me. You know, it's usually someone who's attached to you somehow. It's not normally a guide. Guides will work in different manners. They um, will usually work more while you're sleeping in, in a way to get your attention. You might feel them around your bed. You might feel them moving your hair. You might feel them touch you. You might hear them whisper your name. Those, like I said, there are different techniques with different spiritual energy. And so what I wanted to kind of teach you about that too, which I'm going to get into this very deeply in my spirit communication class. So if you're interested in that, you absolutely want to make sure or interested in any of these things I'm talking about. You want to make sure that you're on my email list and that, you know, there's links on, you know, getting into my, um, empath class, my free class, my empath, um, uh, quiz and all, all those ways that are links below and whatever, the, that's how you can get on my email list. The, then you get on my email list by doing those things. But you absolutely, because I'm going to go into depth on a lot of these things. And, and the interesting thing about this is it's something that a lot of people don't talk about or they don't uh, touch upon. They just say, oh, yeah, you can talk to spirits and you can do this and do that. And here's and then when they teach classes, they don't really teach the techniques and they don't teach you how to learn how to work with your spiritual body. Here's the thing. With your spiritual body, just because you have the ability, and this is why I want to get into it a little bit, to do these things doesn't mean that you've trained yourself to do these, do these things. And what I mean is for however long you've been in your life, you've been working on walking. You know, when you were younger, you were working on your speech. You were working on talking. You, you still learn different things about uh, words and different things of that nature. You had to learn to feed yourself. You had to learn to pick up a fork. You had to learn to brush your hair. You had to learn to brush your teeth. You had to learn to use your fingers. You had to learn to use your legs. And you had to learn, if you wanted to learn sports, you had to learn how to do footwork. You had to learn what different noises were. It's not you were just born. I have little grandbabies that will be like, you know, you had to learn smells. They ask me all the time. They're two years old. It'll be like, what's that smell? What's that smell? They're familiarizing themselves with different smells. You know, uh, or they'll be like, what's that noise? What's that noise? 
they're trying to, again, familiarize themselves. With, they're still learning. They're learning to develop their physical senses. They're learning what that means. If you haven't learned to develop your spiritual senses, just because you have them doesn't mean that you're going to automatically utilize them because you utilize your physical senses. That's not a thing. It, it doesn't work like that. You have to learn how to work with your spiritual body. You have to learn about energy. That's the greatest thing about my even my psychic ability class and my empath class, especially my empath class too right now, is my students are learning to work with energy. And energy is something you're going to need to learn to understand, read, feel, uh, if you want to learn to communicate with spirits, if you want to learn to use your psychic senses, your, phys your um, spiritual senses. There, there's different stuff that you need to learn about this. And um, they're going to be really ahead of the game when they get into the spirit communication class because you have to learn uh, how energy moves. You have to learn how to feel it. You have to be, learn how to become familiar with it. And all energy feels different on a, the spiritual realm, but you can feel it physically. You can feel spirits physically. And they will come in different weights, positions, different things like that. Like you can feel them come in. And so when you're having these synchronicities and these signs and these different things, you can learn to tune in to the frequency and the energy of the spiritual energetic that's happening in that point. And that's when you begin to receive messages. That's when you begin to work with your psychic senses and see pictures. That's when you learn, you start learning what to look for and how to utilize your spiritual senses during that time. And this is a skill that needs to be developed. It doesn't automatically just happen to happen because you want it to. And so that's another aspect of this that I wanted to explain because not only have I gotten a lot of questions lately about what are the three knocks mean as you know my mother trying to talk to me or so-and-so or whatever most likely yes communication yes happiness yes I'm okay in existence yes I do exist and this is really awesome that you made that huge um, effort to let me know like that's amazing that's so cool and so not only that but if I'm getting a lot of questions lately on people who are frustrated and going, you know, why, you know, if they see synchronistic numbers, why am I not getting the message? If they see coins, why am I not getting the message? Um, also, on the other end of the coin, uh, why can't I see my guide? I've been practicing and meditating. Why can't I hear my guide? I meditate, no guide. Where's my angels? You know, they're trying to, like, why do they feel blocked? Why do you feel blocked? What's happening? And they get really frustrated and they go, oh, geez. Well, I just can't do this. You know, maybe I'm not built to do it. No, it's not. Maybe you're not built to do it because you are built with your spiritual senses. That is the essence of who you are that makes you exist. That makes your very, very existence. It makes you alive. It brings your physical body to alive. Your spiritual senses, your spiritual body, they're there. They're hardwired in. They are there. But that doesn't mean that you know how to work with them. And... It will get to a point a lot of times when you have developed, you know, um, in a way that you're aware of, okay, well, I think that they work with this and I think they work with that. And, 
you know, maybe they leave synchronicities and coins and I'm starting to be more aware. I'm, I'm aware now when I'm seeing the numbers that I, I feel like it's this person or I feel like they're just saying, hey, I'm here. And I'm getting aware that I, with the knocks, that the spiritual energy is higher. And I'm starting to notice that more when the, the spiritual energy just is higher without the knocks. So I'm starting to be more aware. So that's great. And then they're like, but yeah, I still can't get a message. Uh, doesn't mean that you're not gifted. It just means that there's a lot more to this thing. There's a lot more training that needs to take place. The way you have to learn, it's like learning a whole different language. When you are learning to read energy, and when you learn to read energy, you will learn to, to receive messages and you will learn to be able to translate the messages that you may not currently be able to do. It's almost like you're learning a new language. So you want to imagine it like this. How are you going it? Well, not how are you going to because some people can, I guess. But um, it's really hard sometimes to learn a new language if you're simply reading it from a book and you're not having any one on one time, whether it be via um, maybe you take a language class and you have a language teacher and there's lessons and they you can hear the sounds of the, the the language as you're being taught to create sentences and different things like that right and you're learning what different sounds mean in that language etc that's the same thing that you have to do when you're learning to receive these messages you can read a lot of stuff but you know classes are really the way to go and or getting a teacher um, and that's why I do my classes, you know, that's uh, I, I, not that you have to take the class, more power to you, read whatever you want to. It doesn't matter to me one way or the other. But for those who want to understand more about how to actually read energy, therefore be able to have clear messages and be able to read spiritual energy, that's basically what you're doing when you're learning to work with your spiritual senses. You're learning to hear spiritual energy. You're learning to feel spiritual energy. You're learning to do that with your spiritual body. And it will feel physical sometimes. But you're it, if you're not trained on how to do that, your brain will a lot of times dismiss a lot of information that you're receiving through your spiritual body as physical stuff that doesn't matter. And or you will question yourself. And that again comes with learning and technique and being around a teacher and being around other students who um, can help you validate those things. And there's techniques to validating as well. There's, there's um, different ways you're going to feel. There's different ways to actually validate information. Uh, and then what do you do with that information? There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on with that. So uh, are some people born with this ability and they do not need taught? Yes. I mean, they are. It's on the rare, rare side. Uh, you'll already know if you're one of those people because you'd be kind of like me. It's not like you need translation um, or you would, you know, well, that's, you know, I have to say, even though that I was born this way, and this is really, really important, I think, that for you to listen to, I am very good at what I do, but I trained very hard at what I do is on top of just having the skill. So when I was a young psychic and um, I do mediumship and all that kind of stuff, I'm a channel, 
when I did that, even as naturally as I was young, I wanted to polish that skill and polish it and polish it and polish it as I got older. I wanted to get very good at translations. I wanted to get very good at understanding why I'm receiving the information, what to do with that information when I receive it, what information to dismiss because that's not valuable information. I wanted to understand so much of all the different communication pathways and how it was working and how um, that it was helpful and when I was receiving different information and how to categorize what type of information I was receiving. Like I worked hard on that. I did it. I studied about it. I re I didn't research. I studied about it. I utilized the techniques. Um, I guess I did do some in some occasions when I was learning to channel better. Um, but you know, I did years and years of this and I got really, really even good, better at it, good at it. Because when you go from just receiving information to then translating information, such as readings and teachings and stuff like that, that's a whole different ballgame. So if you also, if you are somebody who has a natural ability, but you want to get into doing reading and translating information, that's a whole, that's a whole different thing. That's why I developed the My Mastermind group and um, you really need to learn how to do that and train under somebody, but whatever. Uh, anyways, so you need to work on your skill. You need to polish your skill. Do you, so our people are born with it and don't need taught sometimes. Yeah, they don't need taught, but I mean, even myself, I went through a lot of polishing. I wasn't above polishing. I think I, you still learn to this day and that made me a better teacher. It absolutely, what I've done, that's why I love to teach what I teach because I've had so many students that go, I really just don't think I can get this. I've taken five classes and I will have one session with them and they will be like, this is insane. Like, I cannot believe that I've come this far in one session or I've come this far in this class. And that is why I do what I do. It's amazing. So I have full confidence that anybody listening to this, I if you're feeling blocked and frustrated and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is just never going to happen for me, I, just try it. Get into one of the classes. I have 100% confident I can sit with, I'm 100% confident I can sit with anybody and get you to start connecting in and receiving messages. It's just that you're not quite familiar with how to do it yet. That's really all it is. So don't underestimate your ability. Just don't do that. I, I, I hate to see people do that. It's just know that you, you're just not quite getting the proper information you need to on how to use the ability. So does everyone have the ability to communicate with their guide? Yes, absolutely. But you still need to be taught how to do it just like you were taught how to brush your teeth, use a fork, use language, you know, talk in English, etc, etc, walk. Um, and some people say, well, why am I training? It's not working. Why? I've taken a million classes. Um, either you haven't been taught the proper techniques or you need more one-on-one -on -one training. And can you learn it on your own? Maybe. It's hard for a lot of people. Um, you can only learn so much and then you need like spiritual coaching, that sort of thing. And what's a spiritual coach? It's a spiritual teacher. Stuff, someone like me that does stuff like Or, you know, there's other people like me too. Um, but that's why I do the classes. So, a couple of things on this podcast. One... Before I go, three knocks. If you're feeling this or hearing this, sorry, not feeling this, hearing this, you should be, after you get over the initial heart drop and panic and like, oh my gosh, nobody's there. And you know what the funny thing is I have to address? Yes, it almost always happens at night. Yes, 
That is a thing. It's not usually happening during the daytime. In fact, truthfully, I don't remember it ever happening in the daytime at my house. And I, like I said, I can't even count on both my hands and toes how many times it's happened. So it's all, almost, I've only experienced it at night. I don't think it's probably never not going to happen in the daytime. I've only experienced it at night. Why? We're falling into the same thing again. That's when the energy is stronger for spiritual activity. So what happens is the veil thins. And what that means is the physical energy barrier lowers in frequency. It becomes weaker. And the spiritual energy becomes stronger. Right? So now spiritual energy is stronger than the physical energy at night. And it allows uh, more more uh, crossing of the two energies. So that's why it happens at night. Um, lucky for us, that happens also in scary movies. Uh, so anyways, why does the energy shift at night? Well, for obvious reasons. You have a lot of white noise um, and white noise, cars, people talking, high energy of people, um, TVs, electronics, stuff going on that creates a energetic frequency, an energetic frequency during the day. It just does. It, it creates a high energetic frequency. Um, and so spiritual energy is a, a different than a physical frequency energetic thing that's going on during the daytime. And it's a little bit um, quieter than the physical senses. The physical energy can be pretty, like, it can be like the... Uh, a bull in a china shop just wrecking through stuff and knocking things over, making all kinds of noise. That's what it's like during the daytime with energy. And then when the bull goes to sleep, china and glass all over the floor, bowls asleep, then you can come in and now the spiritual energy, uh, can, the frequency of that gets more, gets stronger. And you now can hear the spiritual frequency and the spiritual energy because the bowl is quieted down. And that allows you to tune into that frequency, okay? And that gets stronger. So that's why it happens at night a lot of times. It's it, That means that they're communicating with you. They're okay, happiness, all good vibes. Um, usually somebody you know, not usually a spirit guide or an angel or something like that. Usually somebody you either know, you're connected to, you may or may not remember them. They could be somebody you're connected to in a past life, could be somebody you're connected to on the other side, but they're usually somebody. Are they ghosts? No. I, I have seen things on this and that again makes me laugh. Um, ghosts don't normally knock things like that. It's just, it's not a ghosty thing to do. In fact, I would say I've had so many people say that there's ghost places and I have barely, very rarely will you come across ghostish situations unless you are usually in maybe a, a house or a place, a, like a, a building that's like super, super old, like hundreds of years old, then you're, you may have those types of situations, but it's more rare than it is common. That's for sure. Uh, usually it's spiritual energy. And the thing is, it's interesting because I feel like um, people feel like ghosts, for some reason, you know, they can do all this activity. Well, spirits can too. Like, it, they can too. It's like, in fact, you're probably experiencing that more than you ever, ever experience a ghost. So 
uh, it's not that ghosts are stronger or like, you know, I think that just it scares people and for some reason they think they're ghosts. I don't even know. I'm, I'm tired of guessing anymore because I hear the most ridiculous things on the internet or see when people text me things and go, what do you think about this? What do you think? And I'm just like, where is this coming from? This is so ridiculous. Anyways, no, I've never experienced it in a bad way. Happiness, high vibe energy, usually always somebody who, who you're connected with. Um, and if you're wanting to learn specific messages, that's where you need to learn to polish your technique and or to utilize your spiritual senses. So hopefully you found that helpful and uh, I'd love you to comment below. I'm going to have to post in my group how many people has heard three knocks because I bet it's gonna, going to be a lot. Um, if you like this podcast, definitely like it. Subscribe to or, you know, wherever you're hanging at YouTube wherever, Spotify, iTunes, it's all over the place. Um, like it, please. Uh, comment if you are on YouTube or whatever. I check the comments for the first 24 hours of putting it up. I'd love to hear your feedback or if you see it on Facebook, comment below, etc. And subscribe if you are not subscribed already because there's going to be a lot more podcasting coming on. I have some really good stuff coming out. So until next time, have the most amazing day. Aloha.